Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and on episode 82 of the STS Podcast, I have head coach and athletic director at North High, Mr. AJ Sharon. What's up, AJ? EC3, what's up, my guy? My guy, just hanging out, bro. Late nights, you know, just wanted to... Living that dream, that grind, that high school grind. It, You know what we were talking before? It does feel good to be back on the grind, though. You know, I'm doing this all your life, so... I missed it. I missed it. Um, right. It yeah, I mean, good. you, you think, you know, knowing you, uh, your personality is to be a grinder anyway. So I think, you know, as on the basketball side, when you're away from that, it's hard because you just have all this energy you're used to putting into these kids and this team development. And then next thing, you know, it's all gone. So, I mean, I know, I think, I think most coaches, right. Like us are in that feeling like it might not be ideal, but at least we're back. At least we're with the kids and doing what we love to do. And like we said, too, you know, with this COVID season, this shortened season, it's like we're trying to pack everything in. Right. And it's like we're not used to that pace. At least we're, I know you're, you know how it is. We're not used to this pace. We're used to, you know, we're from July till November. We're getting our tournaments in, getting our little preseason stuff in. And that's when we hit league. That's where everything starts clicking. So yeah. it's interesting, yeah. bro. How, you know, how's everything going at North High right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been weird. Like, I've been coaching at the high school level since 2005. So this is year, I think, 16 for me um, with a couple year layoff at the college level. But I've really had to, like, <laughs> evaluate and examine the way I do everything in this season because it's, you know, like they've said with everything, it's a once in a century um, scenario that we're living right now. So no one has the blueprint for what this looks like. So, you know, luckily the college program that I was at Fresno Pacific, um, I'm still real close with those guys and they had a really successful COVID season. So I was able to get a lot from them on the way they approach things. And then, you know, I'm blessed to have a good staff with um, Rue, um, Rue Hill and Luke Kim, who joined us this year and Wes Webb. Um, I'm really asking those guys every day, like, is this working? Like, is it not working? What do we need to do? What do we need to reevaluate? And just scrambling, like trying to rack my basketball brain in every way possible to give these kids as much as we can in a short dose, but also not to overwhelm them because not only do they have a lot going basketball wise, but they got a lot going on in their life, you know, like just coming back to campus, being gone. The kids in our community don't have that level of consistency when school and sports aren't in their lives. So um, we try and just keep, you know, one of the mantras of our program is, is first things first, first things stay first. And so we try and make sure the kids are okay and make sure they're happy and healthy first. And then whatever happens on the basketball side happens, man. I know, you know, you're the same way. Like it, it is what it is at the end of the day, but we're going to get, make sure our kids play hard, um, that they're tough and that they, they represent the school and our community the right way. And we're really lucky this year. Um, not so much from an experience perspective, but from just the kind of kids we have, our kids are great kids. They're, they're given maximum effort. Um, so we, unfortunately on a little bit of a shutdown right now for COVID, but all the coaches and players are happy and healthy and, everybody's good. We can't wait to get back out there May 13th. And then we're going to cram a whole bunch of games in a short time frame and see how that goes. I mean, shout out to everybody who's, you know, going through this, you know, their team's been shut down. I know a couple of guys we know are currently going through. Yeah. Everybody's feeling better and they, they pulled through, man. Um, I feel, you know, I've, I've never been tested so much in my life, but I've, I'm hoping we stay healthy and I hope you guys stay healthy throughout the whole season, man. Um, yeah. That's crazy. These, these twice a week tests, man, we're, we, we know for sure whether we got it or not, we're getting these results pop up every week. So it's crazy, dude. Shout out to color. <laughs> I was going to ask, I think we froze up. Let's me see. Let's see here. 
Hold on. I hope not. But if we did freeze up, a shout out to our sponsors, you know, Monkeys, Smug, Check and Repair. Um, we got a lot going on with our sponsors. They're here to support all the podcasts. And again, I think we froze them up. It's cool. Shout out to Coco Globe by M. Shout out to me for kind of being on the grind and making sure that we are improvising at all times. This is a paid podcast. Uh, also muscle science if you guys have any workouts you guys want to get in and you guys want to take your workout to the next level um, muscle science is the way to go and let me see here again AJ came back in we're going to get him back in right now but again yo, this is, D- this is EC3 the gap tooth genius Ernie C man this is the S-Test podcast this is just a preview of what we got going on we're going to get coach AJ Sharon back on and let me just tell my guy that we're getting back on and shout out to the sponsors man did I miss any sponsors let me make sure we didn't here we got monkey smoke check and repair we got night night's watch private security always providing the best security for Kern County for our private and our residents and let me just get AJ back on here Hold on one minute, yo. This is what we got. Uh, this is what we got. Oh, man. Are we back in? I got AJ's back in. Hold on, man. Let me just tell you, my guy. Let me see here. Can we unmute? We froze up. We froze up. I don't know what happened. We back, oh, though. We back. We did freeze up because I was improvising our sponsors in here. Ooh, let's <laughs> go. <laughs> we just improvised. Man, that's professional. That's professional. That's all that is. Bro, that's just being, you know, one take Sally's out here, my guy. Right. We adapt into our environments. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, out the sponsors and just so this is how it goes. But, you know, what? let's talk about how this goes, my guy. Let's talk about the beginning of your coaching career, AJ. 16 okay. years of the game, my guy. Can you just tell us a brief? Um, just a brief summary of how you started coaching and, um, you know, how you're, where you're at now in the position you're in. Yeah, you know, so I started coaching when I was 19 at, at Liberty um, High School. I was a JV assistant for two years, and then I was a JV head coach for two years, and then I was a varsity co-head coach for two years, and then I was the varsity coach from 2011 to 2016, and then I left Liberty in 2016 to go to Fresno Pacific. I was there for about three years and then and came back to the north. So, I mean, uh, had had um, some success as a JV coach, had some set success with the varsity level, won a section title in 2010, um, had a nice a nice state run um, for our school at that time, which was the first time we'd ever won a state playoff game for boys basketball. I know you know about that. And then um, and then getting to the college level and seeing all the all the doors that opened for me really changed um, pretty much everything about who I am as a coach and really who I am as a person. Um, just being in that environment and understanding the game as a business, not so much as, you know, just like a, a passion project or something I did. Um, it really became my life and my lifestyle. So um, that was that was really cool. But it's good to be home. It's good to be back in, in the community that I'm in. I really I really I really love it. Um, I hope to be here for a long time and really work with these kids that, you know, you and I are, are passionate about helping. Definitely, bro. I was just about to ask, what's the, what's the biggest difference to the high school level and that, and that college level? Shout out to F- FPU and their program. I've seen them always yeah. on you know, when I'm doing big things this year. I'm glad they're healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's twofold. So I think the first thing is as a player, what's the biggest difference, like the actual game itself. And I think it's just the speed, the speed of the college game is so much greater than that of a high school game. Um, that that's the hardest thing for kids to, to 
accommodate to and to, to adjust to is the speed of the game. Then I think from a coaching perspective, it's, um, it's really the depth of every decision. So there's just so much more thought and work that goes into every decision, whether it be a, a recruit, a play call, um, film study, whatever it is, there's just so much work behind the scenes that, that really goes into every decision. At the high school level, you might say, see a team for the first time the day you play them and just kind of try and figure it out on the fly. At the college level, any team that we're playing, we've seen as a staff six, seven-time full game film, looked at past year's game film, looked at highlights of their new players from their past stops in college or in high school. We just know so much more. So there's really no getting getting by on pulling any fast ones on anybody at that level. Um, it's all about the work. Like you either did the work or you didn't, and it shows up real quick um, once the ball is thrown in the air and the game gets going. If you haven't done your work and you don't know what you're up against, it's going to be a long night at that level. Definitely. And what's the biggest takeaway now that North and you know, you elevated the last two years. You've really been putting, especially taking these kids to that next level, helping kids get to the next level. What's the biggest takeaway you had from that experience to now? Um, I think being at Liberty for a long time, I really was ignorant to um, what life is like in other parts of the community. You know, like, you know, but you don't really know it until you're living it with these kids on a day-to-day basis. And I think um, being at FPU and then transitioning to North, it's all about the kids and the health of, of them as people. And it's easy. I think everyone kind of says that, like no coach is going to be like, I only care about basketball, but I'm talking. And I mean, you know, this, cause you've been around the program too. Like I'm talking like we have to feed these kids or they can't eat. We have to clothe these kids or they don't have clothes to wear. Like we have to protect them. We have to keep them out of trouble. We have to speak to their probation or parole officers, to judges, to district they ain't walking home, bro. There's no right. way to walk home. Yeah, there's just there's just a whole different level of care that's required in our community. And I think these kids, the few kids that are talented enough to play at the next level, when you invest in them like that and you really show them that love and that care for a lot of them, it's the first time that's happened in their life and they'll do anything for you on the basketball court. So the basketball really becomes secondary to just the relationship piece. And I think that's what's been so special about our time at North is that um, these kids are great kids, the best kids hands down that I've ever been a part of at any level these kids are really quality kids that in at the drop of a hat, they're there for you, anything you need. Um, there'll be lifelong relationships. You know, that's not always the case at every school. And I, and I know that. So um, the quality of kid we get is just so high in our community. And oftentimes um, I, I really feel like I learn and grow so much more from them than they do from anything me or Ruse. I mean, I, I really feel that way. Definitely. So with this COVID season now, I know as athletic director, that's just kind of separate you from the rest of our guests too. You're overseeing this whole athletic thing come together at one time. How's that been for you? It's been a lot of pressure. I know you've been mad busy too. Mm-hmm. I yeah. You. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's just, it's just time. Like nobody has the right answer. I think one of the, the biggest things that separates good athletic directors and good leaders from bad leaders is preparation. And what's been so tough about this COVID year is there's no way to prepare. Like there's nothing, there's no way to, to know all the issues and problems that are going to come up because we've never lived this before. So that's been a struggle of trying to just be constantly on our toes, making these last minute adjustments, uh, scheduling wise or organizationally logistics. 
Um, that's been tough. And I mean, it, the reality is it's just 60 to 70 hour work weeks, you know, every week uh, we're here, we have all these sports going at the same time, we have to be here, we have to be present. Um, so it's just a lot of work, but I think, I, I hope that everybody that's an athletic director involved in sports, ultimately the reason you're there is because you want these kids to have that experience. So when we got word that sports were coming back, the good guys that I know that are really in it for the kids, they were all like, Hey, it's a lot of work, but it's, it's what it takes, right. To get these kids back out on the field and give them something positive, especially our seniors. So it's been a lot of work, but it's, it's been worth it. I, I have zero regrets. I just, um, the COVID piece is tough because that's the thing that's out of our control. I think everything else we can manage, but with the testing and the positive COVID cases, that's what's, that's, what's been the toughest part. I think. And I think people need to be aware too. A lot especially ones who are outside looking in, they don't understand if we get one positive COVID test, everything, all these hours we put in the gym, it's gone for 14 days. Like it right. could be the end of our season, it could be, right. it, we all, we did that work and essentially it was like, these kids ain't going to get that shot. Um, especially for us, like you said, our seniors, this is their last six games. This is, I was just talking about that this year. This is going to be the last time you guys prepare for the first game of the season. And this, yeah. is, this is it. It's going to fly by and it's only six games um, with, with your squad at North High, what's the what, what are your goals for this season with such a short, you know, short span? Yeah, you know, I think um, that it, it's kind of uh, varied. It's not one particular goal because there's different kids we're trying to serve right now. I think like our seniors, we're trying to our goal is to give them a great experience to send them out the best way we can um, for our underclassmen. Um, there's some kids that we are uh, introducing to the program for the first time. So we're trying to build our identity and build our, our culture with those kids. And then, you know, those tweener kids that have maybe played frost off or JV um, we're really asking them to step up and be leaders and to lead the way for these younger kids that are coming in for the first time to our program. So I think we have a lot of goals, but more than anything else, we're just trying to maximize like who we can be. Um, I, I don't know what that looks like on the court. I mean, you never do. Nobody does. Um, I would tell you, and I, I would, I've told the kids the same thing. This is probably the least talented group I've had at North. Um, but on the flip side of that, this is the hardest playing group I've had at North. So from a coach, that's all you can ask for. Like you show up, you listen, you try your, you try your hardest and, and that's enough. Um, so I don't know what it'll look like in terms of results. Uh, I think we have four games currently scheduled and we're looking to add a few more, we could be four and oh, oh and four, one and three. Nothing would surprise me. Um, I, uh oh, I think we're back in the hold on. This will be another paid sponsor spot, and that's okay. Shout out to our sponsor, Coco Glow by M, Monkey Smog Check and Repair. Remember, if you mention the STS podcast, you're gonna get five dollars off your smog check today. And uh, with Night Watch Security, they do private security for everywhere in Kern County, and you got to love it, man. I love all the sponsors. This show was not happening without the sponsors. Um, Coco Global M, Monkey Smog Chicken Repair, Muscle Science, y'all, engineered here in Bakersfield, California. Remember, you want to take your workout to the next level, and it's, it's a clean workout. It doesn't give you that jittery feeling. It's going to just help you stay motivated, stay focused, and take that workout to the next level, guaranteed. If you want some free samples, I got you guys. Limited supply only, but I'm telling you guys, you guys will not be dis disappointed. Um, I think it's going to be a fun time for us. And it's real cool to, you know, this is something we never done the podcast. We never did these ads 
Um, you know, sometimes technology fails us, and that's okay. It's real fun to see. You know, we have a you know a coach here in Bakersfield, you know, leading these young men just like AJ Sharon, and who has experience at that college level, who's able to help these kids get into that next. Um, that play beyond high school. A lot of these kids don't get that chance. And uh, we're gonna be right back on. And man, my improvisation, I'm improvising skills are top notch. And we're back again with AJ Sharon. Appreciate the time for our sponsors. Sometimes we don't get- hey, You gotta show love to the sponsors. You gotta show love to the sponsors. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta show love. Anybody who's uh, who's coming on and sponsoring the show, man, y'all gotta tap in with them. Our EC3 only only collaborates with the elite. Hey, dude. This is really real fast. We'll take, we'll try to take this to the next level, my guy. Like I was telling you, I got this little home makeover we got going on over here on Woman Street, bro. And right, this for everything, bro. I'm just trying to get better with everything, man. And um, yeah, man. I mean, for the listeners out there, and again, like I'm sure there'll be a couple people that are listening that maybe haven't tuned in before, just because I've had some people reach out to me, like, yeah, we're we're gonna check it out or whatever. Um, y'all should really, you should really check out Ernie he's he's been on his grind I've known Ernie I think for probably I don't know three or four years now um, introduced through through my brother Wes and Damo and uh, Ernie's as solid as they come he was a part of probably the best part of my 2020 my my wedding day uh, Ernie came through and, and slated on the DJ tip so if you're anybody who asked me like hey man you know any DJs whatever he's always my first call um, but yeah, man, you should really check this out. What he's doing is is cool and it's unique. Um, I really like it. I checked out a few of those, a few of these that you put up. I mean, I've checked out a lot over the years. I, mean, I think the first time we were ever on one was probably almost three years ago now when we did one together. So, I mean, I always check for him, but it's just, it's unique. It's a cool platform, I think, for people in the community to come on and, and talk about some stuff that um, wouldn't otherwise get discussed. So I think, you know, we're missing, we're missing some stuff in the sports media right now with the departures of guys like our guy Trev and, mm-hmm. and Zach Ewing and some other guys who really showed love to the, the local high school sports community. So I think you having coaches on and doing that sort of thing, like Wes and Richie from North and your Highland guys from the land. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's big time. I think it's really cool for our community. And we got so many, you know, I think um, Carter from Centennial is going to hop on. I know, mm-hmm. you know, Garrett's going to be on. Uh, yep. Dig, you know who I'm really looking for? Diggs, Garces. Yeah, really? I got you. I'm going I'm to I'm hit Diggs and be like, Diggs, what's up? Quit ducking, man. We got to get you. We got to get you on there. Yeah, just the scheduling right now, both of us is super crazy. Um, you know, I don't, just coming over or just doing this via Zoom is kind of difficult. Right, but right. Guys on, they're going to be on. Just, dude, just people I've met throughout, just people like you I've met throughout the years, man. Just want to. Right. You guys really love what you do. You guys are great at what you do. I, I, you know, I really look up to all you guys. You guys have all taught me something, or just right. some guys I never met before. I just want to, you know, put some shine on your program, man. Yeah. Yep. Story of So you know, we went up to Portela, California, my guy. We and did. I'm, I'm just the East Side boy. I never drove seven hours in my life. Right. Dude, just know when I got up there in my room, which you guys looked out great room, beautiful room, by the way. Yeah. Cry like a baby, bro. You told me, man. I was so homesick. I was so because I realized I'm not. I can't just turn around and go home. Yeah. And it's not like it is. I just never done that before. Never, you know me. I'm just far as I ever been was Vegas. Right. Oh my god, am I this far? And dude, it just shook me up when I seen you know miles to home. I was like, oh my god, I'm far away from home, dude. Like, yeah, man. I mean, I think, I think, you know, I felt that way a little bit too until all our people got up there. Right. And then it feels a little bit better once you see, yeah. oh, okay, here's some familiar faces up here with me. Um, but you know, that's, that's, yeah, that just, 
traveling and getting out of town is a beautiful thing because I think it, it opens your eyes to, you know, what's out there, but also reminds you why, you know, you met you, your home and why your home is Bakersfield and, and all those things. And it just reminds me to what, how, you know, we're taking this thing to the next level and doing that is necessary. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, and Chile Views has hit me up a few times, bro. I've been kind of booked or I just can't make it right. out there. Right, you know the duration of the time, so I appreciate right. it. Bro. It's like it's a yeah. cool time, honestly. We rocked it that night, and it's been crazy, man. So cheap, you know. We did, man. We got. I think I think we we're the first the first wedding to ever get the cops called on us. She told us when oh, they came up because we were going up, man. That was wild. It was so much fun, man. It was a beautiful day. I can't believe it's been a year, man. Almost. No, man. It's almost been a year. It's crazy. It's crazy. Time's flying. Time is flying, bro. So with your kids this year, who are you really looking forward to seeing? You know, I know you have a few games, but who are you looking forward to, you know, watching play? You keep your yeah, I want to yeah, shout out my seniors, Brian Dean, who's been a four-year program guy. Um, Elijah Willis, who was a transfer last year, who were really looking to lead us this year. Um, Andrew Clayton, who was a good football player, going to play college football, who was, a, again, a four-year program guy. You know, those those three seniors really provide us a lot of leadership. And that's who we're going to I mean, we're going to be as good as they can make us, um, not just from a scoring perspective, but defensively, leadership wise. So we're really focused on those three. We're small, don't have a lot of size, but I mean, we play hard, man. We're going to come out there. We're going to run around. Uh, we might go, you know, 10 for 30 from from the layup line, but we gonna, we're going to go hard. And that, that's all we can ask of them. Definitely. I think with your identity at North, bro, you guys are well coached, but you guys are also known for being that team is going to go out to 50-50 balls, putting the yeah. ball on the line. You guys have, have always had, at least from my experience, you know, watching you guys coach and your players play, you guys always have guys who are willing to go through walls for you guys. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah, just real quick on that, I just want to give a quick, some quick love to my guy, Andre Jefferson, who's a transfer from BHS, transferred last year his brother Jerome Nichols like our first or second practice this dude took five charges Andre took five charges in practice I've I had years at North at FPU at Liberty where we didn't take five charges in a year this dude took five charges in a practice so I was like man shouts to coach Burt and the BHS program for really getting these kids locked in because man I loved it. it it was the most excited I've been coaching in a long time to see these kids put their body on the line in practice um so that that's been that's great so things like that you know keep us going keep us invested give us some hope because those kids are really willing to work for you isn't that a rush my guy yeah it really is it, I, it really it, is these loose ball drills that's one thing i you know a couple of days ago god man just see these kids put the body on the line and just you know and them all going and go pick up their guy and it's like man that's like the ultimate rush that's like something money can't ever buy and nothing could ever right. Right. Anything your body get that rush like that, man. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful 100%. thing. What do you think your um so besides your goals, what do you want? What's the biggest takeaway you want to get from this season? Um, I think I just want to I just want the kids to prove to themselves and us to prove to ourselves as coaches that um we really do value that character development and improving these young men more than we do results. Because I think it's easy to say that when you're winning. Um, if you're good, I mean, we've been 19 and one in the SEYL over the past two years, we lost one game to, to the Hill on their state championship run. Um, but 19 and one is as dominant as I've ever been in the league. And I'm pretty sure as dominant as anyone's been in league and in, in Bakersfield over that span. Uh, so it's easy to say all this stuff. And, oh yeah. We're about this. We're about that when you're winning, but when you're not winning or when your talent level drops, like, who are you? And that's a big thing to me. So uh, what I want to take away is I want to 
prove to the kids to prove to themselves and for us to prove to our, our coaching staff and to our community that this is who we are all the time, not just when it's convenient. We're not front runners. We don't do it whenever we have good teams and we're quiet when we have bad teams. We're going to play hard, man. We're going to we're going to give everything we have every night. Uh, that's what we ask of the kids. So that's what we have to give them as coaches and, and just show that that's that's who we are. That's our identity. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every day. That's who we are. And so I think that's that's kind of our big goal for this year. Definitely. When you dropped that that gem, that made me kind of reevaluate this season for me too. Cause like you said, it's not what you do when you win, it's how you react when you're losing. And what are you okay. doing for the kids? It kind of how do I paraphrase that? I can't I don't have the tweet in front of me, but no, I mean it's yeah, I mean I think the the value of a coach and how I measure coaches. And like I said, I've told I've told uh Coach Smith, you're the head coach at Highland, that he's gotten my coach of the year vote a couple different times. And that's that's real because I don't look at oh, who had the most wins, who went the furthest in playoffs, like because 90 percent of that is about the players and coaches always like to hype themselves up like they're world changers. The reality is the kid, the team with the best kids usually wins. That's the reality. And but dudes like like Smitty over there, like this dude, when he's been at Miramonte and, and now at Highland, like, man, he gets a lot out of those kids. Like he doesn't always have the most talented group when he does have talented players. They end up like Braxton Huggins and become leading scorer in the town and, and division one players mm-hmm. uh, when he doesn't have talent that that doesn't, his standards don't drop. Uh, he still holds kids accountable and does the right thing by those kids. So um, yeah, for me, like it, it's not about who's good, who wins. I don't care about that. There's plenty of dudes in this town that win games that aren't about anything when it comes to the kids, as soon as the season's over. So what I, what we try and be about is just, this is who we are. This is what we value. And it doesn't have anything to do with wins or losses that we're trying to be consistent and build our identity every day and just try and get a little bit better and maximize who we can be. And I think if we do that, it will translate eventually to the basketball court uh, when we do have that talent. And so I think, I think that's just our goal for the year. And I think that's something that even coaches, you know, coaching those lower levels or just younger kids, they should keep that in mind, bro. Like that's, we need gems like that, AJ, honestly, because that made me reevaluate a lot of things that that are going on, especially this season where we're not really playing for anything. It's like mm-hmm. oh, it's about these kids. It's about how we're going to help them be better men. And that is something that Smith and shout out to Smith, the Highland staff we had on the episode 81, check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, we really emphasize that. And that's something I'm really learning too. Like it's a little bit bigger. It is bigger than just what we got going on in the court. How are we going to get these kids teaching them things about life? Like even man, we had a, we had a class just on what your APR is. Like they're, we're teaching what APR means. Like, Right. I wish someone would have told right. me that at 17. Like, I had no idea. So, right. like, dude, that's, those gems are necessary, my guy. And I hope uh, yeah. I know you're never going to stop with them. I I, I really uh, I look up to you, my guy, as a coach. And, um, you know, I always hit you for advice. And you always give me the best advice. And you always hit me with the truth. You know, just right. you know, before we started talking today, just kind of making sure you're, you're giving me the right advice and just staying on, you know, on the, the eyes on the prize you know what I mean it's not it's bigger than ball sometimes yeah and I think I mean to be honest with you I wish that like that perspective came just organically because I'm like so smart or whatever but really it was hammered home for us we lost a kid um on New Year's Eve uh, from our team last year Manny Arachiga who came to us as a transfer um but only ever played at North but had Conda Vista kind of been in and out of some things and um, on New Year's Eve was was robbed and murdered in broad daylight. And um, it just I mean, I, I, I me, I, I can speak for myself. I know you'll have Ruan eventually. He'll probably mention it, too. But I haven't been right since. Um, 
And what I, what it really drove home for me is I remember, I have this memory, which I'll always remember for the rest of my life is that on senior night, Manny had like 15 people there, like his mom, his pops, his grandma, grandpa, little sister, nieces, nephews, uncles, aunts, everybody was there. They had shirts made for him, everything. And when he passed, um, I realized in my mind that was probably one of the two or three best days of his entire life because he died at 18. And so I'm just thinking like, man, how stupid is it that I act like this league championship matters, this game, this rivalry game against South, this playoff game, this Valley championship, this anything like how stupid is that, 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 that was, that I, that was my priority. Right. And I mean, obviously I still, I always show love to the kids did everything I could, but that I would really be down after that loss, or I'd really be up after that win. And I'm like, man, if I could ask Manny right now, what was one of the highlights of your life? I know for a fact him doing that and him coming out to, on senior night to that, all those people and getting those pictures taken, that was one of the two or three best days of his life. So what we do really, really matters. And I, I really believe that. And I, I thought that for a long time, but when we lost him, it just kind of, I think maybe cause I'm getting older and I'm a dad and I'm soft, you know, yeah, exactly. but I get to this place and I'm like, man, like, that really, really was like, I ask you what's, you know, what are some of the best days of your life? You know, you're going to go back and you're going to pick three or four things, probably not related to school, probably not related to basketball. Same thing for me. Right. I'm going to go back and pick up these things like, Hey, you know, but for a kid like that, man, the kids in our community, his life was cut short and that was maybe the best day of his entire life. And we provided that by giving him a program that loved him and cared for him. And so now any, any decision we make for our kids in my mind, and I wish it wasn't this way, but in our communities, it is like, if this is all this kid has, like, how good is it going to be? So everything that we, every decision we make, everything we do as a program, that's the driving force. And it'll always be the driving force because his impact on us um, as a program and as a team, man, it's been hard. It's been a hard time losing him. He was a great, great kid and had a, a, a brilliant future ahead of him um, and, and was murdered. So that, that, it really have really changed my perspective. Like, I don't care if we ever win a game, if I can continue to give kids some of the best times of their life. And I think if we had that perspective as a, as a coaching in this area, it would really change the way a lot of people move. No, oh man, bro. That is one of the biggest gems that's ever been dropped on the pod ever, bro. That's an eye opener, especially yeah. if that it's a reality for our kids. It makes me sick. Like, right. and it most, it most likely won't be the last time it happens in our coaching career. That's right. what sad about it, especially the communities that we, you know, we coach, you know, where we live in, that's a sad reality that they may not make it home at night. And it's, yeah. it's, it's foul. It's, it's really fucked up, man. I really, yeah. I mean, yeah, we had in the same week, we had a, a former player get arrested for three felonies because he got caught with a weapon. And then we have a kid get murdered because he got caught without one. And, and in our communities, that's, that's what it is, right? That's the age old tale. I know you're a hip hop historian, but many people have said, you, you know, it's better to be caught with one than, than to be caught without one. And, and that kid luckily was able to get out of his legal situation. And, and our other kid, man, he's gone forever. And so that's the realities of our communities, man. This kid wasn't a gangbanger. He wasn't out there living recklessly. He had a job. He was taking care of his girl, taking care of his family doing the right thing and just made one stupid decision, put him in the wrong neighborhood and was murdered in broad daylight. And so I think that just really, it really shook me to my core to, to who I am as a person and a father and a coach. And I just resolved that 
everything we do as a program is going to be about giving these kids the best. And hopefully that's lots of wins. And maybe one day it'll lead to whatever, a a Valley championship, a state championship that you guys got to experience, whatever. But at the end of the day, man, that, that kid didn't care, didn't care anything about that, that senior night coming out in front of everyone, all his friends and family um, and those pictures that he got and that, that time he got, man, that's, that, that was one of the best days of his life. And if we can provide that for kids in our community, then, then I think ultimately it will transition to translate to winning and, and to some success on the court. Definitely, bro. I know we had a situation a few years ago with um, some kids getting into some crazy activities on the East side. It's like, damn, did we do enough? Are we doing enough? Yep. As, you, as a man, you question like, what can we, what can, what can yep. we do? To do what know, we miss? What should we have seen? What should we have changed? Like, yeah. Have more, you know, I take this kid home. Like, should I have talked to him a little bit more? Because I already knew his family. I'm like, oh, he'll be all right. He, he won't go into that. But no, if that's yeah. all he knows, then that's the only route he got. So what route he thinks he's going to take? There's only one. And it's heart, it's heartbreaking, man, seeing kids, like, especially when my pops used to be out there, like, just telling me, oh, yo, boys yeah. in here. Like, oh, God, no way. It's heartbreaking, yeah. man. And yeah. he's trying to be it's with hard. I know hard, we man. talked too just about we try to be what we didn't have in high school. And mm-hmm. that's another thing. I love coach. I just want to be what I didn't have. You know, I want to be a good role mm-hmm. model. You mm-hmm. put them on game because I didn't really have a lot of game, at least in a positive way. I was taught the wrong things, but let me just speak. Let me right. take this, the right thing, man. So I really right. love yeah. that, man. I touch his home, dude. And rest in peace, Manny, bro. I'm sorry you guys as a program yeah, really had to go through that, man. Yeah, it's been man. tough. And, and, you know, it's just, I mean, we talked about Wes a little bit earlier and all they do with the foundation and, and his father and his family. But I mean, that hit, hit the death of his brother, Wendell, um, in 2005, really, uh, uh, really changed my life. It's 2006. Sorry. It, it really changed my life. Um, he was the first person I knew that was lost to gang violence and, and gun violence. Um, and it was my who someone who I felt was my brother. It was his little brother. So it, it really changed just everything that was wired in my mind. And it changed the way I moved. It changed the things I valued. It changed who I wanted to be. It changed who I was as a father. And um, when when Manny was when Manny passed, um, it was the same thing, man. I, I had to get right with with Wes and, and to his pops. And I, I needed them to give me some some guidance, man, and make this make sense. And and you can't you can't make it make sense. You, you can't fix it. But, you know, their leadership, having lived it with the death of a loved one, man, they really gave us some peace and some some important things to think about um, and, and just the way we move. I think that's going to be Manny's legacy is that um, he's going to his death will end up impacting every kid I ever coach. And so I think that's a that's a special thing that obviously doesn't bring any comfort to his family or his friends or his teammates. But at the end of the day, like I will be better every day because of of the way he lived his life and and those experiences. And I think that's all we can do as coaches, right? Is we can just try and be better and try and impact these kids because you just never know when it's going to be your last day. Like I didn't know the last time that he texted in our team group chat, that was the last time. And some kids on our team had talked to him the morning he was murdered. And so having to FaceTime those kids during COVID and tell them that we just lost our brother, man, that was that was my days of life. So um I think we, it just really puts into perspective all this talk about winning and losing and how many games we play and all that stuff, like whatever, man, like, you know, whatever, whatever. And so I think that's what his blessing has been to me ultimately is it just, it's, it's permanently ingrained in my mind, the, the right perspective to have about um, what really matters when you're coaching in our communities. 
and being leaders of young men and teaching the youth. It's crazy, right? Right. Yeah, 100%. I need that, Jim, so bad. I need to be reminded of that, too. I think I get so caught in the X's and O's and just with the product. We all, do. we all do. And I still will, right? I mean, that's that's part what this is. Like, it's okay to fail and to falter um, as long as we keep that perspective. And I, I just wish that other coaches in our community and other communities across the world had kids like Manny that would inspire them to be better because I didn't, like I said, I didn't get this perspective because I'm some sort of genius or read a book or listen to a podcast. Like I had to live that pain to get that perspective. And I just wish that, that, that I wish me for me, I would have got that perspective earlier without having to lose a kid like that. And I hope that these other coaches can get that perspective without having to lose their own, their own Manny and their own kid. Um, because it's just, it's just not what we want, but we know, like you said, in the communities we're in, it's the reality and it could happen to us any day. So I just want to be able to tell myself, I know that I get, I put, I, I put a lot into Manny and really tried to make his experience special. I know that I did. And that makes it a lot, a lot easier as we move forward. And I, I want all the coaches that lose a kid or have that experience that, um, they know without a doubt, man, I did what I could. I showed that kid love. I took care of him. I gave him an opportunity. I tried to give him some guidance, try to give him some leaderships, drop some game on him. I did what I could. And, and, you know, the streets caught him. And, and I think at the end of the day, as coaches and leaders, um, you have to be able to say that in order to, to move forward and be authentic to, to who you say you are. Man, that's one of the deepest gems we're ever on the podcast. Just know that my guy, and I appreciate you. AJ, I think we should end it on that on that line, my guy. That's the gem that we won't be able to ever top. And I appreciate it, my guy, you coming on the podcast. Episode 82. I wish you luck the rest of the season and all your sports. I know you do. I yes, sir. I call you AD. We got everything you. going, man. We got everything going. You got your hands and everything over there at North. And I know everybody, you know, I, for me, I, re, I really uh, appreciate and admire what you do, man. You take this is what you're doing in North. Take it to that next level, bro. And I know you got lots of help with the staff and everybody there. At, just not even the, the basketball staff, just the staff in general. I know they're really supportive of what you're doing. And I hope everything has um, – everything's healthy. Everything is success. And um, next year we'll see what happens this year. I hope everything goes well too, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we'll see you soon. We're trying to get this game locked in with the land so we can go I hang out. Like we're, we're trying to lock one in so we can we can see all our people over there and, and uh, you know, celebrate these kids and all their hard work. Yeah, bro. We're, looking, we're trying to see what our I know, what our schedules are looking like right now. Yeah. Hopefully make that happen. We'll love it yeah, we're going to make it happen. I was talking to Smitty. We're going to make it happen. We just got to right, find the right dime and we're going to do it and try and, uh, like I said, get some time together and watch our kids do their thing. Definitely, bro. AJ Sharon, episode 82. This is the STS podcast, EC3. We out.